Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn doing what they do best. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. Point to Kuzhov. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. That is a slash. They couldn't have crushed a grape. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. I guarantee you whoever said that lost the game. David Pasternak from David Krejci. And the Bruins win it in Sundance. <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. Tyler, we're joined today with uh, our good friend Jimmy Shea of the Apple and Lines podcast and uh, a new friend of ours, Justin Ventola. Justin, Jimmy, how are you? What's up, guys? Hey, how you Thanks doing, for having me. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, this is coming to you 8 o'clock on Wednesday the 5th. We are recording this uh, just about an hour or so after the Bruins lost to Tampa Bay, 3-2. to two. So we should just get right into that, and then we can loop back to some other things. So Tampa Bay scores two goals early to start this game off. First goal was at 7.33 of the first period, Braden Point. Uh, Raskin makes the official initial stage uh, on a three-on-two. Uh, the D came in was getting late, getting back, and Point just tucked at five hole. Uh, Tuka really needs to learn to cover up that five hole from what I saw on that one. Um, Justin, did you see anything on that one? So you would, Dave. I saw, I saw a little bit on it. Um, I, I think de- definitely, like, you know, I you hate getting goal scored five hole like that. Uh, but I think that's just honestly just uh, a testament. And as much as I want to say, like, I hate him so much, but that's just a testament to the good offensive, um, I guess, firepower of the Lightning. Um, cause he was second it really well. And, uh, from what I remember, they really, he just ran points, came up close. I like Brandon point. Uh, I think he's a strong player and he just came up and he just scored it. It looked very simple to me. So he did a good job with that one. Yeah. The defense needs to get back quicker on that. I think that was the second of, uh, two, three on twos that happened in that general time frame. Um, yeah. Uh, from what I've been seeing from this defense, it's not been too hot. I think they've been trying to, I know it's been like four months that they've played, but I've seen other teams like uh, Washington, St. Louis play. I think their defense has been pretty stellar. With our defense, you know, people say that, you know, it's been four months. But if if any part of our team is going to be good, it's right now it's the defense, strictly because we're – we have one of the youngest defensive cores in the league. Uh, Young legs get going faster than actual like real – than real the rest of our team that has like offense as an older offense, our defense definitely should be, you know, holding strength right now. It's not. Yeah, I agree. I, there's been too many times this season as well, not even just uh, in the last few games that we've seen uh, in, after a four-month layoff, but the, the defense just doesn't get back. Or uh, we saw it uh, in the Philly game, you give up that real quick goal right after. Um, and – for, for me, these first three games that we've watched, you just haven't seen them come out to play. And that's going to be big coming up next week. You know, you don't, you lost this game today and you don't get the number one seed. You know, three minutes after that first goal, you give up a goal to Killhorn. Uh, it goes off a 
Killhorn skied after a nice point shot from uh, Victor Hedman. And you're already down two minutes, 10 minutes into the first period, you're already down two goals. You know, you lost, you've only scored a combined two goals in your first two games. What, what's the sense of urgency these guys need to get started early? I mean, I've been preaching it for two, I've been preaching it for two years. Go, go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. They need that grit at the, at the start to end. They need that grit. That's all I have to say. And they didn't show it throughout these last couple of games they've been playing in the Radarambin. Right. They didn't show it until about three minutes left in the uh, first period when Krug fights Coleman. Krug's only, what, 5'9"? He's your smallest player on the team, although I think he'll argue that Marshawn might be. Um, why is it always the smallest guys on the team sticking up first? Why, why is it taking that guy? Anybody, know, anybody want to comment on that? I've been just saying the same thing for months. I'm not sure. Like, Krug is one of the toughest def- defenses we have in our, on our team. I think guys like Shar should definitely step up during this time. I'm not sure why he isn't. Haven't seen much from him. And I, I definitely should see guys like Brendan Carlo and even guys like Jeremy Lauzon just stepping up for our team because they are tough and they can prove it on the ice. Yeah, but unfortunately, the Bruins have been kind of tossed around a few times. Justin, um, what do you think about that? The Bruins kind of get tossed around, and then it's up to the little guys to kind of pick it up. You know what? I, I, I agree, Dave. You know, and, and uh, I, honestly, like, I think it's also two things. I think part of the issue is, is that um, we're, we're so um, used to kind of like the, uh, the old big bad Bruins, you know, back from like, you know, 2013 and earlier, where like, you know, you had like huge power forwards and some huge guys really – um, just wailing on other guys every single night, you know, starting fights, everything else like that. And now the Bruins DNA is a little different. I mean, we got a lot of young guys, uh, not saying they're not tough or willing to throw down. Um, like I know Lawson, he's definitely one of those guys. He's, you know, he's a tough kid, like ready to throw down. Uh, but you don't have any true, like, you know, go-to um, fires. In fact, uh, one of the things I've noticed tonight is the one thing that's nice about having Nick Ritchie back is um, he is kind of a big guy who's throwing his way around. And also, unlike his uh, <clears throat> his brother there, he looks like he's more willing to scrap with other people, um, for sure. And um, honestly, what worries me more about the Bruins' kind of like lack of energy now is like, you know, there's the argument like, oh, well, you know, this, these games don't really count all that much because it's not technically playoffs so on and so forth. But I'm worried, did this long layoff from COVID have a worse effect on the older players? Maybe older players need to get into it like a, a lot need a lot more time to get into it versus the younger players. And that's kind of my concern because, unfortunately, we don't have much time before the playoffs start. And, you know, how long is it going to take? So that's a concern too. But Yeah, yeah and a um, sense of urgency is needed. Tyler? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say – I just forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think about uh, this game? Did You were working, so I know you said you saw most of the third period. But – until that fight happened, it didn't look like the Bruins were really that engaged in the game. No, you, you could definitely tell there was a change in the uh, whole – really, they started skating downhill after the fight. You could really tell there was just – after the second goal, Krug really wanted to set the tone and drop the gloves. And I think it really came down to the rest of the lines, the third, fourth line, really started to pick it up. They've been the best for – the majority of the preseason and the uh, qualifier round robin tournament, I think they've been uh, pretty much what's carried this team. Um, I think that the second line has been non has been uh, non-existent pretty much. Krejci, 
DeBrusque and whoever the hell they have putting over there on the on the on his uh, on the right side there, and I just I I think that they in order going back to what you guys were talking about earlier, starting it uh, getting started early, they need to. I've been saying this for two years. They need to split up that perfection line that they like to call the yep. uh, that first line and put uh, Pasternak on that second line with Krejci, and or or move and moves. Uh, you know I don't know. Put Rich up there with Bergeron, but anybody up there with Bergeron and Marshawn, they've showed can play. They had Riley Smith up there. They had Tyler Sagan. They've had now Pasternak, and they're all good scorers. You can anyone up there. I could score uh, ten goals up there with them if I played, and I'm not. Yeah, what, I'm what not that you, good. Don't don't move anybody up. Move uh, well. Move Krejci up to the first line. Move Bergeron down, and then have Bergeron work with a couple of young kids. Uh, look what he look what he's done with Marshawn and Pasternak in their careers. Yeah, like Pasternak is a, is a legit goal scoring talent. Don't get me wrong, but to treat them how to teach them how to become a professional, like that that's who you want to set him up with. I think. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. considering all the young guys who've gone in on that uh, on that second line throughout the years. Right. So the only reason why I would I would. Not want I don't want to move Bergeron away from Martian. Is one those guys have been together since 2011, and they have this camaraderie there that works. Um, but also Bergeron always gets banged up some way. It's been the groin the last couple of years. It was the shoulder before that, the collarbone. He always gets banged up, and he kind of needs that second wheel. And if you have him down there with a bunch of guys who are unproven, it, not that Bergeron needs it, but if he gets banged up, he's a liability out there. Not a liability in a bad way, but he's just not. He's not Bergeron. He's just not that. So at least if you have him with Marshan still, you still have that threat out there compared to if you were to you know put him with you know DeBrusque and say Sidnika. It's uh you have you have that, that, that that's threat a sexy sounding line right there though. Come on, yeah. say it again. <laughs> <laughs> say it DeBrusque. again. DeBrusque, Bergeron, Sidnika. That okay. does have a certain ring to it. Uh... <laughs> Tick tock goal all day, boys. <laughs> Bruins took a few penalties early. They end up getting a power play uh, late in the first period that I thought was pretty good. A couple – Pasternak just get, almost gets it by Vasilevsky. Gets taken off by one of the Tampa Bay defensemen right off the goal line. You know, they started the second period with about 25 seconds of power play time. And then the fourth line is – this is where I think the fourth line started to kick it in today. It was early in the first period. They, draw, they get uh, Coleman to take an interference penalty just by simply crashing the net, trying to get to where the dirty areas, you hear like the commentators say it all the time. I don't know if you were watching or listening on Nesson or not, but then Brickley talking about getting to the dirty areas, he says it all the time. And that to me was one of the turning points in the game to see that fourth line. And then I started to see like a, a, Charlie, Mac, a Charlie Coyle, excuse me, pick up the pace on his game. I thought the third line and Coyle had the best games, but I will say something to you, Justin. I did not like the addition of Richie up on that second line, but having watched him play up there now, I thought he had a decent game. Not a great game, but he had a decent game, and I can see why they were trying him out up there. No, honestly, Dave, like, I, I, I totally see the um, – because, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm iffy about it, but I kind of get the idea behind putting him next to Krejci because Krejci in the past has done well with, like, kind of larger power forwards uh, for sure. Um, I just thought that, like, the, the lineup that Bruce Cassidy put up today, especially with that second line, I mean, I, I did notice Richie. I mean, he's a physical guy. But other, other than that, I mean, and I think I heard at one point during the game, the announcer stated that Krejci's had how many? 23 different linemates <laughs> yeah. in the past, like, like oh, what, man. X amount of seasons? 
And I'm like, and so you give him third and fourth liners. That's your solution. So today I was a little disappointed that he didn't, you know, stick with Jack Stanika. I know he had kind of a more quieter game against Philadelphia, but still try him up there. I know DeBrusque is having issues, and it was probably a message to DeBrusque. But still, like, you know, help them figure it out. And, you know, but Richie, I don't mind, honestly. But I think he's definitely more suited to the third line. I really do. He just doesn't have the skating ability of uh, top six forward. He created a couple good chances late in the third. Missed pretty wide on a backhand, but he was in there, and he, he was showing some grit. I, I think, again, the first half of this game – I don't know if Boston really even showed up going no. down too too early, you know. Uh, but definitely um, Richie was showing some sandpaper later on in the game. Yeah, um, I think that they, they stayed in the bus a little too long in that one. The whole game. At least half the game, they weren't even they weren't even there. Yeah, if this was the plan to try and just see if you can get first or second seed. I mean, you're on a first now. There's no way you're getting that. Can you get still get second? I mean, I think he's a long shot there. So now you're playing for third so that you don't play Pittsburgh. Although, again, a Boston-Pittsburgh series is always fun to watch. <laughs> of course. That, saying that Montreal doesn't beat them because I was already proven wrong on my sweet prediction on my show and Long Lines podcast. <laughs> and, and not as wrong as Jimmy with his uh, Stanley Cup-bound Florida Panthers, right? I know. They, yeah. they did stay yeah, off yeah. elimination today, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. They did. Yes, so they did. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just done. The Lone Bruins <laughs> goal scorer was the guy who took pretty much the longest to score a goal in the regular season, uh, Charlie McAvoy, 1643 oh, of the second period. It was a quick face-off win, one-timer from the center of the blue line, and it was beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, uh, McAvoy had a really good slap draw from the point. Um, went through a lot, quite a bit of players and got the goal. And a good, a good pass in from the uh, defenseman as well. This was some pretty good offense we saw from them. Yeah, Bergeron with the win back to Krug, and then Krug gets it over quick. And uh, yeah, it's good to see, especially as I noted, that it took McAvoy the longest, I believe, to finally get a goal this year. Um, and you were kind of hoping for a lot more offense out of McAvoy, or at least I was. I don't know about you, Tyler. Yeah, McAvoy has been doing pretty solid in the defenses as far as I'm seeing. I just it's really the other defensemen that really haven't really been showing up, but McAvoy for sure has, and he definitely showed up for tonight, especially with Krug on his on his line. Yeah, and that's always good to see. He was uh, we first met McAvoy in that playoff where they went through a hundred thousand different defensemen against Ottawa. Yeah, also, um, also the faceoff percentage this game was pretty good from what I saw, sixty uh, percent over uh, Tampa Bay. Good faceoff percentage. 60.7% over the Tampa Bay Lightning. The only thing I have to say about the face-off percentages is that when it's really crucial, you got to win it for Raz because he'll get tired and he's not going to be able to get those monumental saves because yeah, he couldn't I, do it in the, in the last two minutes. I, I can see what you're saying about the, say, uh, the face-off percentage. I have noticed, I know Bergeron is one of the top sentiment, but I feel like since a couple, couple years ago back in the playoffs – uh, they called him out for it. Babcock called him out for it. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been as good ever since then. It's been a, a slow, slow, painful thing to watch sometimes. Um, She's saying he was cheating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? You're not trying to win if you ain't cheating. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. You ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Isn't that what they say it is up in New England? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> 
All right, so second goal from tonight, I think I said the only goal for McAvoy. I, I meant to say the first goal. Uh, the second goal comes from Wagner on the fourth line. Chara uh, has a quick shot from the top of the slot. Puck bounces around in the crease, and uh, Wagner tips it in. Uh, but Corrali was right there, too. Just uh, Wagner just tips it in right behind there. It was a nice little scrum again. This is where I was saying part of the reason the fourth line was having a good night. They were all around the puck and ready to go. Yeah, they were aggressive on that four check, especially Wagner. That's why I got the goal. And I've been liking how Wagner's been playing. He's definitely been there a couple of times. He's, he's scored for us twice. So I hope, to see, I hope we see more of that in the playoffs when it really matters. Didn't Corrali score the other goal? I don't think Wagner scored twice, has he? I think he has. No, he actually okay. has. That's Because okay. uh, I think he scored the only goal for Philadelphia the other day, and he scored tonight. Um, but honestly, Tyler, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I know they've been trying Corrali on the wing, on the third line. But let me tell you something. I'm really that, – that fourth line of Nordstrom, Corrali, and Wagner kind of really grows on me. They've got energy. They're high pace. They get to the dirty areas. So, I think that fourth line, like, when it comes through, they come through. Yeah, they work well together. I agree. And they've been doing I mean, it for that the entire season. They've been they doing it for two do years, it actually. They've been doing it for two years. And I think that's really why we didn't win the cup last year is because we were missing our fourth line when Wagner got hurt. When he, when he broke his hand, that changed the complexion of the whole playoffs for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the fourth line is definitely part of the reason we lost the cup last year, I would say for sure. You, you lost that, that fourth line grit that they bring to you. You know, Wagner draws another penalty a little bit later. It's uh, He gets Kucherov off the ice. He gets tripped up by Kucherov, and then uh, that's around the time Richie takes the puck into the, towards the net. He knocks uh, Vasilevsky on his ass, who's really starting to show um, that grit in that point of the game, uh, which is something that we were just talking about you really needed. I don't think that uh, we saw that last year once the fourth line was broken up with Wagner's broken hand, for sure, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that, I took the real long way to get there. You got it. It's fun. Uh, you know, the Bruins, I thought, played pretty well until the last five or six minutes of the game when I think they ran out of gas. I think that's really where Tampa Bay started taking over was around that point. Uh, they were definitely held really? in that zone for a little bit in the third. Jimmy, you saw it differently? Yeah, I did, actually. I thought the last five minutes, up until the goal. I mean, the goal, obviously, I thought they were going to put what, the third one in there for a while. Um, that, that power play with about, wow, after the, that hit on uh, Bjork, I think – that power play was one of the best power plays of the of the game for them. Um, they didn't obviously they didn't put it in. It just I thought they were buzzing there up until the goal. I thought again I thought they were gonna put it in. So I, I saw it a little differently I guess. But I also didn't see the uh, first two periods. I, I listened to it on the radio, so it's a little different of a feel to it. But they looked good there. Yeah, that that hit on Bjork was at about ten nineteen. That's when mm-hmm. uh, Goodrow took the charging penalty. It just. Uh, I, I felt like a few minutes after that power play is when it really started to tilt the ice in favor okay. of Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that then. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little later on the period, but it was about midway. Okay, all right. No, right. I, I get it too. It's definitely a little harder to uh, to get the feel of the game if you're at work too and you're just kind of like getting mm-hmm. snippets or you, know, you right. have three or four minutes to watch in between doing different things. So, mm-hmm. And then, of course, was it Tyler Johnson with the game winner? Yeah, Austin, as you said, you know, hem, hemmed in and just you know can't get the puck out. They come in big rebound left by Rask. Uh, I don't think Brickley was very happy with them. If you were watching the Nesson broadcast, um, I wasn't very happy with Rask yeah. on that one there. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I, I wasn't to tell you the truth. It was uh, 
That's a terrible rebound to give up. I mean, you can't look like, right to him, right to yeah. him. Yeah, you, you yeah. saw the two guys streaking. You you got to kick that over the corner somehow, or you just got to cover it up. But he just kicked it right back out in front. I, I know it's easier said than done. Man, I love that. I'm not the one. I, I, I'm defending him on this one. The, the puck went through Corrali and Carlo after the like. Yeah, it's a bad rebound, but. You gotta get the puck there. You have to get the puck. You have, yeah, and you have to stop that man who's getting that puck. You have to hey, stop thank you. him. Okay. Yeah. I, that, again, I, I love, I love crap on Rask. You know that, but I, I yeah. can't do that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that, that just speaks it, to yeah, the sloppiness of everything that's been going on, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and as exactly. you said, David, uh, it's just everybody has got to come during that end, and they did not. They ran out of gas, like you said, and yeah, they just simply ran out of gas. And you have to help out Rask when he needs it the most. If we had the tie game, you could have possibly got a game winner which was very crucial did we lose you again i think we lost him yeah we lost you again sorry tyler you'll come back in a second i'm back can you hear me okay yeah well, got you. Well, so does, does that concern you guys though because like um I, I hear you guys talking and, and listen I, I i don't necessarily disagree but if the bruins are running out of gas and this is around ramen game i mean they, they've been off for four months and all of a sudden you come back you play three games now all of a sudden you're out of gas in the third period I mean, like, yeah. that, that, well, that to just, me, like, I, I'm drawing some red flags here. I'm like, same. that's not going to last in, the po- in, like, the playoffs. So, what's up with this? Like, And the, uh, just to mention, the other teams have been playing in the qualifying round. So, it's kind of – it's like their playoff run has begun. And while the Bruins have kind of not started, yeah, they should realize – Yeah, it, they need to realize that this is their playoff run and not a preseason game. You have got to give it your all. In these round robin games, do not view them as an exhibition. Just view them as a playoff game because you need those wins. As I said I back this, when I this kind of speaks to the fact that Pasternak and Kasha, you know, they had a lot of injuries in camp. These are all. This is all compounding interest on what was going on back then. If you ask me, like that's why I was a little upset. Why isn't Kasha still? You know, he's going to play Sunday, so he's, he's going to get one Sunday game with the team. You know, he's got a handful of practices and one game with the team, which now is just to hopefully maybe not get the four seed, but that's going to depend on the game that goes on, what, tomorrow night, I think, there's another game going on. Yeah. And do we, do we actually have faith that we're going to beat Washington? We never beat Washington. No, I mean, Holtie's been in our kitchen for years. I was going to say, we're not beating Washington, let's be honest here. Yeah. I mean, I would, love, I would love if we do. Um, yeah, I think the best thing that the Boston Bruins team right now is a bit of resemblance in the team. Like, maybe like shift a couple of the players into another line, or another. As we talked about earlier, it might be best for. It might be best to do something different. Yeah, I, I know. In game, Cassidy has been known to even in the playoffs to switch up the lines, and uh, I definitely just think it's time to move. Keep those three guys that top line. Keep those three guys as your number one power play. Uh, I thought that looked pretty decent tonight with Nebraska out there uh, for a little while. Um, Pasenak stayed out with the second one. I feel like the Krejci power play doesn't really get that much playing time. You, got, you only see them for like 30 seconds. The first power play lines up there for a minute and a half. 
And if they don't score, you you lose that first line for like two or three minutes of game time because they need to rest. So uh, they end up taking that super long shift sometimes, and I think it's a detriment as opposed to really helping you out. Anybody else have any notes on this game from today? What are your thoughts on the hit? I know we talked about the power play and how they reacted to it, but how, how, what about the hit? What are your the thoughts on, on it? The hit on Bjork, he was down yeah. on a knee, but you got to pull up from that hip. He did. You think- I he did get back up into the ice, so that was good for us as, as Bruins fans because we know Bjork is a tough player. And someone we're definitely going to need during these, this playoff run. Yeah, I, I liked what I saw out of Bjork tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed he's been playing very well. I'm going to be honest. Good I, games from him. If, honestly, throughout these three games that they've played, I, I don't think it's unfair to say he's been probably one of the best players on the ice at all yep. times. I've, I've seen him with tons of energy, speed, um, some nice skill in there. And I know he's probably going to get some criticism for that contract he just signed with the Bruins because a lot of people may say, well, he hasn't shown you enough yet. And I do agree. I think there's more to him and he can show us more for sure, um, especially to earn that contract. But so far, I mean, like I said, I think he's been the best player uh, on the ice so, today. So Yeah, I'm that guy who's saying, why the hell do we give this guy a three-year deal? Because to me, he's a, he's a – I've always looked at him as an AHL player. He's never, he's never – either he doesn't produce or he's always hurt. So I'm actually surprised how well he's performing right now. But, yeah, I was the guy who said, why did we pay this guy? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was a good contract. He's a young player. <laughs> he's got – it's a uh, low cap number for three years, you know, 1.6. I think, I think but, that's – So yeah. the reason why I didn't want to pay him is because by paying him, we're not getting Krug back. Krug's gone at the end of the year. I'm fine with that. The, so. the fact that the cap's not going up at all is another good reason why Krug is gone. Right, well, they were expecting like, it, the cap to increase by I, I don't know what percentage it was, but right. uh, that's well, not it's going to be a flat cap here. Yeah, well, so I think that they could have squeezed them in. They could have made some moves if they wanted to keep Krug without signing Bjork. As soon as I signed Bjork, it pretty much said Krug's gone, which is too bad because I think Krug, there's no one like him in the NHL. Uh, when when he's on the power play, there's no one like him. On the, probably the closest person to him offensively as a defenseman is probably uh, Carlson out in San Jose. That's the closest guy. Now, mind you, Carlson's been injured for like two or three years now. Exactly. So the yeah. thing is, defensively, he's a liability out there. He is. He's a, he's, a, he's a fourth forward out there when he's playing. But in the three-on-three and on the power play, there's, he's dynamic. There's no one like him in the league. And that's why I didn't really want to lose Krug. Personally. And, you know, you, you talk about him being a, a fourth forward. His defense isn't atrocious, though. I mean, it, it's no. it's It's got average. better. It's got wet. Yeah, it, it's it's average at best, I would say. Uh, but he does he does have the ability to make a defensive play in in a very important time and during a game. We've seen him do it before. I honestly like him. I I feel more confident with him on the ice defensively than I do McAvoy. I think that he stays engaged. I think McAvoy. Oh. I I think I think McAvoy is kind of uh, a floater out there. He doesn't really. To me, I feel like he doesn't. He's not engaged all the time. To me, that's tough to watch as a Bruins fan. Yeah. I'm not a big McAvoy guy. Personally, I have always felt that Krug and Carlo were the first defensive line for the Bruins. Just not Shar and McAvoy. They're good for a first line, but Krug and Carlo are just better for me. That's how I've always felt for the defensive. And, you know, Char, well, so is, Char is getting up there in age, and he has been slowing down. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, we were talking earlier this year, um, Tyler, do we think this is the last or second to last year for Char? And what's this going to, what does this corona break, you know? Due to guys of his age, yeah, you know, hurts them. Yeah, absolutely. Because now, because that was a quick turnaround for next year already. Yeah, because uh, 
like the latest possible date for the um, cup final would be what the fourth or fifth of October or something like that. And yep. then, you know, within like three or four days of that, they're gonna rehold the draft. Which, no, actually, I think that they're gonna rehold the draft a couple of days after this first round is over to see who gets the number one seed. Will it be Toronto or Montreal? Um, so going around the league, uh, we kind of alluded to earlier the fact that uh, we have made some pretty bad predictions with the uh, mine, mine most notably being Montreal getting swept by Pittsburgh. Mine they, too. They came out and they punched me right in the face uh, the other night with a, what, 3-2 to two win? I think, yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was something like that, yep. Yeah, it ended in overtime too. Corey Price just played phenomenal. Yeah, that's my that's my fear. <laughs> yep, it, it's Corey Price, man. I should have seen that coming. Gary, not Corey. Gary Price, excuse me. Yeah, should have seen that coming. The Penguins are up two to one right now over the Canadians. Yeah, I was just looking at that now. Late in the first of Game Three. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. I guess I guess we. I was just kind of looking a little bit as far too much into the uh, Boston Bruin colored eyes as far as not liking the Canadians on that pick. I think I have to eat some crow on this one. I think we were biased towards that pick. For Don't get me wrong. I still think Pittsburgh is going to pull this one off. Same. Uh, I still think yeah. they will. So once again, I think that that first Pittsburgh game with Montreal woke Pittsburgh up a lot, and I think they've now started to heat up. <coughs> in the second and third game. And I hope yeah. they, it, I, maybe be, Montreal will do it too. Who knows? Yeah, there could be Pitt, Pittsburgh buying in too much to its own hype as well. Maybe taking them not too seriously to start with. Justin, you got any comments on this series? Well, yeah, to be honest with you, Dave, like, like I, not going to lie, I was surprised with kind of like the first one. At the same time, though, like, I, I'm not we, we lost you. Um, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, no, no, but um, I, I definitely think the first game is a surprise. But, like, at the same time, I'm not sweating it one, one bit. Um, I think uh, if the Canadians somehow pull this off, it's miraculously by the doing of Carey Price. Uh, but otherwise, like, especially in the last game, because I watched the last game a little bit, um, I know the Penguins are up now. They just have so much firepower. I mean, like, it's only, like, you know, and, and with closed system, I, I just don't. And not to mention, the Canadians aren't really that good. I mean, we've talked about it in uh, the last time we discussed. Shea Weber's on the tail end. Carey uh, Price, I know he's bringing out his mind, but he's kind of on the tail end. It, Jonathan Drouin's kind of a massive upset and disappointment. I mean, so I, I don't doubt Pittsburgh's going to win this hands down, but they had that one fluke, and I, I give it to Pittsburgh. Jimmy? Yeah, I, I bet Montreal win this series, so I'm looking uh, pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love exa- it. <laughs> ex- ex- exactly what I said was going to happen. Happen. Carey Price is going to get hot, and he's going to end up going through. And he's going to he's going to beat the uh, the bag out of the Penguins, and he's going to come here. They're going to sweep the Bruins. That's what's going to happen. I've been ready for it all if, year. If the Bruins, how they played right now, played Montreal, they would have been swept. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. They would have been swept. Yeah, they, yep. they're just not awake yet for whatever reason. They need some smelling salts or a carrot up the ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Montreal has definitely been an approved team for the, in the playoff run. You know, this, this they, race horse ain't ready wrong. to run. No, it's, it's not. It's not ready. Uh, another series we talked about, Jimmy, this is where we're going to talk to you and see. Um, I want to know how you think the Panthers are going to come back and win this series. They, <laughs> They did win a nice hard-fought game, three to two today. Uh, I was I yep. enjoyed it while I was eating my lunch. It's always good to watch hockey for at random points during the day. 
All right, yeah. so three letters. B O B Bob. He's gonna steal the series. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, <laughs> Did you watch the first two games. So, game two, uh, I think it should have, the Panthers they choked that one away. They were up multiple times in that game, and Jordan Everly of all people beat them. I mean, come on, that that's not. I mean, Jordan Everly is a nice player, but he's not. He's not a league goal scorer. So if he's going to end up beating us, well, then they won't go to the cup anyways. And I say us, man. I'm not a Panthers fan. I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> I, I now I'm actually bought into being a Panthers fan, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I just think that this team, they're upside. They're just working from the crease out. They have a really good goalie, a top five goalie. I'd even say top two goalie in the league. When he uh, He's just big. He's hard to get the puck by. Uh, defensively, they're – Pretty solid, but then they they just they they're a quick strike offense, and that's what I like about them, especially in the playoffs. You have a good goalie and a quick strike offense. It's scary to play against, and so I'm not saying the series is over, especially with no home ice. There's no going back to the island, which or I guess Brooklyn, but it's not much of a home ice there, anyways. But neutral side games, it gets up in the air, and I think it's been a very even. Besides the game, it's been a very even series. Yeah, I, I think you're actually right. Um, Florida. Definitely played better in the, in the second in the second game. I don't think they're gonna win. They played better in the second game and did kind of piss it away. But I just mm. I still stick by my prediction of the Islanders in this one. I just the Islanders are the Islanders and they lose every year in the first round. That's I I I, I, I mean it's, the Panthers never made the playoffs either. So if I went by that, who knows? <laughs> yeah, until last year when they smoked the Penguins in four games. The Islanders right exactly. Like, yeah, so. it's it's tough to know who's going to win this. I think Islanders will still win this. It's really the offense for Florida that's going to matter. The, 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 the defense for Florida needs to step up for, the, for Bobrovsky because that's what's going to matter. It's how we feel towards Rask and the defense needing to like step up for each other. Another game the other night I was definitely shitting my pants on watching was the Edmonton-Chicago series. Um, Chicago came out and uh, yeah, I'm eating crow on this one. I, I thought that was – I think I had that one down as a, a four-game series, but uh, Chicago came out playing the other night. Well, yeah, it was just as we predicted. Uh, it was going to be a win for Chicago, but now it seems that Edmonton has tied up the series. They'll be playing later on tonight. I think Edmonton's going to win that game. Yeah, a lot of goals in this series. Yeah, Jonathan Taves went off in that first game. I think in the first period he had like three points, at least two goals. But I know he went – crazy in that first period for uh for Chicago in the first game and when I saw that and when also when I saw that first goal from McDavid I thought the series was already over because I thought McDavid was gonna go get a hat trick I I think he already has gotten a hat trick in the playoff series run yeah the second game he got a hat trick yeah this is I think Edmonton was still win talk about one of the most overrated goals I've ever seen though come on that backhander it's a backhander okay come on people are losing their mind over this goal it was nice how he corralled the puck and then went uh, half coast to coast because he went from the red line in. But come on, it was a backhander. And I thought that was a high stopped. stick in the neutral yeah, zone. And, and, and it is, a, it is yes, Corey it Crawford yes, again. This is Corey Crawford. He did beat. So I don't know if he yeah. can do this towards guys like Rask or Vasilevsky. Well, he, can do, he can do it on Rask. I definitely can do that. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he can do it on Halak too. We've seen him both. We've seen him go both ways yep. there. 
Yes, sure. Oh, God. A lot goes both ways. Justin, know, were, you, were you kind of crapping yourself with the Edmonton game the other night? Or? Well, listen, listen. I, I, honestly, I, I, if I remember correctly, I picked I picked Edmonton to win, so I was, like, surprised. Honestly, the Blackhawks, like, had that big of a game on the first game. But, again, two words, Connor McDavid. I mean, the kid's nasty. Um, I know it was just a simple backhander, Jimmy, but, like, the speed at which he was able just to, like, just, just full throttle – Blew by the defense like they weren't even there, and I uh, just just hit the skill on that kid is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, Tyler Sagan also did that once. You know what I mean? Once, you know, but <laughs> it's like I don't know. It just I, I love watching the kid play. But anyway, so I, I think you know I love Jonathan Taves. I love him almost as much as I love Bergeron as a center. But and he had a big game the first game, but I just don't think the Blackhawks have enough. So I think Edmonton is just gonna have their way with them. It may go to like you know for the for the full five games for sure, but. I am into. I'm sticking with my pick. I'm picking Chicago again. The, the curse is real. Pull it off? The, cur- the curse is real, guys. The curse is real. I'm sorry. But this is yeah, a first round curse. Is it and exclusively I, I, a first round court, court, you know, curse, yeah. Jimmy? It's, it's, it's either that or not making the playoffs. Not exclusively. Sometimes they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I can see why. Um, they, I can they, see why they, Jimmy they, that uh, Chicago will win. It's that goalie in Edmonton that's gonna probably kill it for Edmonton. He has not played well from what I've seen. I think he's given, like, like eight goals already. Um, that makes, see, that, see, that puts his test Smith, Yeah, they pulled Mike Smith, and they put the right goaltender in with Koskinen. Yeah. Well, so, thank you, Tyler, for giving me some, like, some merit because I was not going with that way. I was going for number 99 who played back in the 80s. But, yeah, yeah, the, the goalie – yeah, I'll go with the goalie because it actually sounds better. Yeah, yeah the, goalie, the goalie is not good in Edmonton. I'm sorry. They, they gave Mike <laughs> Smith an opportunity as the older goaltender to get in there. And he shit his pants, and in came Koskinen. Uh, gave up one goal in that first game, and then came out and wins the second game. So they just had the wrong goaltender. That's all that was there. <laughs> yeah. um, Predators, Coyotes, Arizona, surprising me, up 2-1 to one right now. Um, oh, big time surprising me. You know. Um, Taylor Hall's a good. <laughs> to, yeah, I mean, I have to eat crow on that one. Either that or somebody played it for him. I don't think we have yeah, any no. Arizona listeners, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised Arizona's winning. <laughs> so I, I agree, is. Tyler. I was I had Nashville winning this one. I, I was like, what? Like, are you? Are, yeah, are, and are I'm, he's actually doing something. The Predators actually played pretty good from from my from what I saw. They had 40 shots on goal, but none of them were going in. Only one. They had, the goalie had 39 saves, and it seems Nashville's goalie really did not play well tonight. A 4-1 victory for Coyotes. Yeah, who has been playing? Has it been uh, Rene, or has it been someone else in that? I think I think it's been Rene, I think. It's a tough game for him. I'll try and pull that up. Maybe he's another goalie kind of on the back back nine there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean he's, he's had a few shots at it at this point. Yusei Saros was the goaltender, made 24 saves. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Saros is not, not bad. Game, not a good game. Yeah, not a good yeah. game from him. I don't even know if Rene got in there. Um, we had kind of talked earlier about um, Lundqvist playing. I don't think he was supposed to uh, even start the first game. or I think he started the first two before as a Scheidenkirk. I'm sorry, I'm butchering his name. I apologize for that. Chesterkirk, excuse me. And he, you know, he actually played a pretty good game, I thought, uh, for the Rangers, even though they got swept out by the Carolina uh, Whalers. <laughs> um, Sebastian Ajo. Had a really good series. Tara Vinan had a uh, hat trick down there. Anybody else watch that game? Any of those games? 
I watched game one where they looked good. And I watched uh I watched a little bit of the game uh, last night, actually. I was I was rooting for the under, so <laughs> I was I was hoping for no goals. <laughs> uh Jimmy always rooting for the underdog, huh? Oh, I was rooting for the under for goals. I I didn't want any, anyone to score, but I was happy Carolina won. I guess I like I like watching the Rangers lose. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to watch the Rangers lose. Next up, I think uh, and the Rangers put together some some uh, a lot of good good um, plays, I should say, uh, but they just weren't able to uh, get past Carolina. It was it was not a bad series. Yeah, Carolina has a young defense. I kind of like down there. They were pretty smothering. They uh, were all over Panarin. They just didn't give them much room to move up there, especially in the offensive zone. Move out to the Minnesota Canucks series. That one, uh, I didn't think the Canucks were going to get shut out in the first game, uh, but they definitely bounced back. You know, goaltending a little shaky for them, giving up six goals through two games. Haven't really seen all that much out of uh, Pedersen or even Quinn Hughes, although I did see a couple nice plays by Hughes the other night in game two. Um, Tyler, this is one of your favorite teams, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm just surprised that while the Wild are tied in this series, I thought we'd see something from Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, but I was wrong. They are just starting the playoff run. But uh, I think Vancouver will still win this. I think they're starting to get into that playoff feeling of uh, how I uh, like how much energy you gotta you gotta bring into this kind of these this kind these kind of series. So I, I still see see the Canucks winning. I think Canucks will win these next two games for uh for them. And move on to the Western Conference Finals. Anyone else on that series? That series not really surprising many people, I don't think. No, it, it's it's gonna be back and forth. I think whoever whoever plays better the fifth game wins the series. I mean, it sounds it's cliche, but I think it's gonna go five and it can go up in the air. Uh, Minnesota's a veteran team that's been there before, and uh, Canucks are young team that's not been there before. Both have their advantages. Both have the disadvantages. I think it can go either way. No, I totally agree with you, uh, 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 Jimmy. It definitely could go in either way, but I still think Minnesota's just old, and you know, what I mean, they don't have enough uh, young guys coming in there. So I, I just, you know, I got to give it to uh, Vancouver because they they look really good. Maybe they're still starting like some teams, <coughs> the Bruins, uh, but <laughs> I, I think they'll definitely uh, get there. Yeah, I forgot Louis Erickson was out there in Vancouver, but I don't think that's going to hinder them too much. Um, and then. <laughs> But Minnesota, <laughs> I, I've seen uh, Ryan Donato make a, a few boneheaded plays. So uh, not that I'm going to blame the whole series on him, but he hasn't really been playing. Old, old friend Donato out there hasn't been playing very well. Uh, moving I'm on to the – what's that? I, said, I forgot he was over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, Maple Leafs Blue Jackets are tied at one apiece. Both goaltenders pitch shutouts in opposite games. Um, I think – we all kind of felt that was going to be a hard-fought series. Um, I think the Maple Leafs will blow it in the fifth game. Yeah, I still have Columbus winning this. And the reason why I'm saying this is because one of their players, uh, Muzzin, got pretty badly hurt, and he's a pretty significant defenseman for the Maple Leafs. And to lose a player like that is pretty damn unfortunate. And then there's also John Torella, Tortorella, who's going to go in on that Columbus team for needing to step the fuck up in – in, this, in these playoff games. You know that's that how was, he is. That was a great bleep there. That, <laughs> that was a great that, auto that bleep. That was Robot Tyler swearing for the first time. <laughs> that, that, that was a great, <laughs> that was a great <laughs> auto bleep. <laughs> it, 
are your parents upstairs? Did they do they have the bleep button? <laughs> Probably. No, <laughs> oh, that was just perfect timing. For, yeah, for I, I still I still have Columbus. Yeah, I still have Columbus winning this, and I think they'll beat the Bruins if they do. Honestly, like like I love about the Bruins, brought Tyler, but I totally agree with you uh, with being being Toronto. Um, just because. Uh, Muzzin, that's a huge loss for the Leafs, considering where they have no defense anyways. So any, like, injury to any defenseman they have is, like, a black hole even further on the defensive end. And, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't like Toronto, so I have a very large bias against them. So I want to see Columbus win this. I think they will win this. Um, and honestly, ha-ha, Toronto keeps getting bounced. What's up with that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it should be a national holiday up in Canada. <laughs> na- na- national rake leaf national rake leafing day yeah <laughs> i uh i don't remember what i picked for this series i'm not gonna lie but if i know myself i probably pick the leafs um because i'm a contrarian i love watching bruins fans sweat when i pick against uh teams that they want to see lose um but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the leafs even if i didn't pick them i pick the leaves now they, they don't have defense anyway so losing a defense doesn't really change what they're gonna do they might so, have they might have uh they lost him. He was actually he was on the LA win, Cup winning team, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So I mean, I mean it's, gonna... it's, it's a it's a big loss. I'm not gonna. It's a big loss. But when it comes to firepower, they have so much more firepower. If you want to talk about Pittsburgh having firepower, Toronto has so much firepower on that team. Uh, their second line would be on the Bruins. The second line would be phenomenal. I have one of those players, uh, Mitch Marner. Uh, it's just phenomenal that team. Oh, I William love Mitch Lander. Marner. Oh, I would, love, I would I undress will... myself for Mitch Marner. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy, bro. I love that player, dude. See, He's such a great player. See, Justin, you are, I... great for, you are great for uh, audio clips. Thank you. <laughs> hey, no problem, Dave. Anytime. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you say the other day? That Taylor Hall can't get it up anymore or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently he can. You know what I mean? He may have yeah, a little boost with that. I don't know. Don't... Someone suggest him. Somebody oh gave him God. some Lady Viagra. Someone gave, someone gave him a little blue pill and he, he's ready to go. A little Pac-Man over there. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but no, I, so, I agree with I, you I think, that, you know, yeah, losing right. the experience for Muslin is going to be a, a big deal, but I think that's about where it stops. Um, right, exactly. It's not much the, of a loss. And they do have all that firepower up front, but they have not been able to get it together, and I don't see them doing it this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get it together either, but that's why you. I, I go, talent, <laughs> talent, talent wins, and the talent wins. So I'm going with talent. Uh, defense wins. I think uh, Columbus has a better defense. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see who's so buying second, Burger King after this one. Day. All right, uh, Calgary and Winnipeg. Winnipeg uh, loses yep. Scheifel and Lane in the first game. Um, it doesn't look like Scheifel's gonna need a new Achilles heel, but he's definitely out for the rest of the series. Uh, did he get bounced for the whole playoffs or just the series? No, I don't know. I definitely see Calgary winning this next game. I, I don't. I have not seen Hellebuck do much. Actually, with that 6-2 victory, it does not look good for him at all. They've lost some of their good players like Line A and Shifley. Matty Kachuk has been really giving Winnipeg something they should <laughs> on the run for their mouth. Um, yeah, Matthew Kachuk's been a really significant player for uh, this playoff series. And I think Calgary is a team we should watch out for in the playoffs. 
if they won these next this next game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead, Justin. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I I I liked uh, Calgary to win the series at the beginning. Uh, I think Winnipeg they lost all their defensemen. They they traded away all the defensemen or they retired in the offseason. I'm surprised they even made the playoffs to be honest with you. So I'm gonna keep picking against them like I did all year. I'm picking Calgary. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, no, I I, I see. Um... Jimmy and Tyler, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, um, I, I think Shifley's a big loss for that team. Um, definitely a huge loss. And Hellebuck, for whatever reason, he's definitely not been on his game. Um, I really like him as a player. I think he's a great goalie, uh, one of the best in the league. But um, you guys may have seen the terrible uh, play he had the other night. It was a miscommunication between him and his defensemen or forwards. And he just, like, tried to make a play with the puck, but he didn't. And he was out of his net, and uh, Calgary threw it back, and it was a – He's a goal for Calgary, but either way, he's had some uh, definitely some lows during this uh, during the series, and um, it looks like now with um, Matt, you know, Kachuk doing so well that probably the firepower of Calgary is probably just going to overwhelm uh, Winnipeg. I thought I thought maybe their size would be a difference maker, but so far it's you know they've had honorable couple games, but it may go to Calgary now. Yeah, Justin, I was with you uh, on the size thing when it came to Winnipeg, but they lost those two big guys. And honestly, uh, watching Pots of Game 3, I think they expended all their energy in Game 2. They were trying to, uh, you know, play the storyline that that was a dirty hit on Shifley. I don't know if it was. Uh, I didn't see it as a dirty hit myself, but uh, I just think they have lost any kind of momentum after game two. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose. Yeah. You know, I've seen clips of Matthew Chet, like just, just at their bench, just not letting them go into the bench. That was pretty funny, but I, I don't know. I, I think Winnipeg's been really in that pretty mad mood with Matthew Chuck. I saw Ellis like to a fake slash. He looked stupid doing that to Kachuk, but. You know, Calgary is just a really good team. They're physical. They've got the town over there. We got Johnny Hockey over there. He's been playing well. Yeah, I've got Calgary winning this next game. I thought it would be in five, but now I see it in I see it in four. Uh, all right, and now I mean, I guess the only big surprise on out of the round robins, other than the Bruins playing like Kakaf, you know, the first two round robin games and their exhibition game. Was did you guys watch that Golden Knights game the other night? Yes, they, I did, Dave. What were they down three and they won five three? I think honestly, I thought they um, I thought it was like they they had one goal and then and then Dallas had three or maybe maybe they didn't, but I, I can't remember exactly. I just remember um, pretty sure they scored three unanswered goals and they just took over that game once. Yes, once Dallas yeah, three, so they took over that game. They scored three in the third to win it. They were down. They scored the first goal early. Uh, Dallas scored three in the second. And then they scored three in the third. Reason why I know is because I had money on the Golden Knights and I was about to lose my mind that they were going to lose the Dallas. <laughs> I had Liner as my stat and goaltender on DraftKings, so <laughs> I was oh, watching how'd, that one too. How'd that, how'd that one go? <laughs> uh, it wasn't very great. Nope. They got the six points for the win, though, so I'll yeah, take it. Matters. Yeah, so that, that one kind of threw me for a little bit of loop the other day. I, I didn't think that they were going to come out that flat, but, man, did they turn it on. Or is yeah. it just that Dallas is that – they're losing 4 nothing to Colorado right now. Is Dallas really that soft? Or is Dallas just using this as extra preseason? I think Dallas – I think Dallas is pretty much locked into where they're going to be right now. So, I think that they're going to be uh, – they're using this as a preseason. Yeah. They're going to be the, yeah. uh, the four seed out west. Yeah. Looks that way. 
unless I'm reading there's something wrong and maybe they, maybe they're not. Yeah, I, I honestly I think Dallas is uh is honestly I I'm more towards the line too that they're just a team that you can kind of bully if you will. If you're physical enough against them, then you can like you know kind of shut them down a little bit. I mean, weren't they the uh, first? Didn't they have um wasn't the Blues Dallas Stars last year round one in the playoffs? I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, got knocked yes, out back a little bit, but it, the same thing happened with them. The Blues just just bullied them and they won it in six. Um, I think Dallas, I mean, Jamie Benton, he was a good player, but power forwards don't last long in this league. They really don't. Um, so I think he's kind of like on, on empty, if you will. Uh, they still got Ty Sagan and some other guys, but I think he can just shut those guys down. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right. I think that's really just going to wrap it up. Uh, I, have, I have one more thing. I want to uh, know Jimmy and uh, Justin's thoughts on the new Seattle Kraken team. Oh, <laughs> I love. I love. I you should have listened to the I, podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, hey, we I'll might as well talk about it. No, I'm joking. I'll talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I love the name. I've been so as a gambling guy, I was looking at the odds. The Kraken was definitely one of the lowest uh, odds, like near the bottom of the list. And I was telling you, man, I was reading this Russian magazine like two years ago, and they talked about the Kraken, and they're just imagine Game Seven, the Stanley Cup Final, and the, and the, everything just goes dark, and you see a pounding there. And all of a sudden, it's like, release the Kraken. And everything goes nuts. I love the name. I love the name. The jersey needs a little work, but I love the name. So, honestly, uh, like, honestly, I, I really like what the uh, NHL do with this. I think, one, it's a great venue because um, I always allude to um, Seattle Seahawks, one of the last football stadiums in the, you know, in the entire uh, NFL. Um, so, I think it's a great venue. I, I think they'll get a lot of fans. Uh, great name. Jerseys look pretty good. Um, so I think that was a great idea on uh, the NHL's part, and I'm really interested. But I'm also interested to see um, this this time around what NHL teams do moving forward with the, with, um, the expansion drafts and whatnot. Because um, as we all clearly remember, look at what happened with Vegas Golden Knights. And all of a sudden, hey, first year, I mean, I know that's not an everyday thing, but hey, all the power to them. Like they got all these like, you know, mixture of players and they were able to put it, enough, put it together enough to go to a Stanley Cup that first year. So I think teams are really going to kind of rethink their expansion draft and like who to protect and who not to. So I think it's, I, in all, I think it's great. I think it's going to be a good, good venue. I'm going to stand by what I say. I'm going to hate the Seattle team with who they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about time you started disagreeing with somebody, Tyler. <laughs> I always do. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm just joking. Hey, Jimmy Shea, Apple Lines Podcast, Justin Ventola. Uh, Justin, you want to throw your Twitter handle out there if anybody sure, wants to follow absolutely. you? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. My, my, my Twitter is at Justin Ventola. Uh, please feel free to follow me. I always uh, am commenting and talking about uh, hockey-related hockey, th- hockey related things. So uh, please feel free, especially if you want some controversial comments. I'm always there to argue with people, too. So whatever you want, but throw it out there. All right. Well, this has been another edition of the Boston Pea Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Follow us on Twitter at Boston Bee Party One. We'll talk to you next week. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!